Welcome to Roll with Adventure, a Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition podcast that transports you through the magic of imagination from our world to the far-off world of Ibris, a land full of heroes and villains, the evil and the divine, monsters and miracles, and, of course, magic. We are delighted to bring you this adventure from our imaginations to your ears. If you like what you hear, please subscribe for future episodes and follow us on social media. If you want to learn more about us and this podcast, please visit us at rollwithadventure.com. And now, let's listen as our heroes roll with adventure. Hello and welcome to episode 11 of Roll With Adventures campaign of Shadows and Bliss. My name is Cass, and I am the dungeon master for this ragtag band of heroes. Today, our journey into this tale of adventure, intrigue, secrets, and magic across the world of Ibris continues. This episode continues on the morning of Krulum, the first of Lyonnais, in the year 1083, outside the small city of Dwemer Hollow at the Marsh Cidery where our heroes have just freed its inhabitants from bandits. Now, before we dive right into our story, let's meet our band of heroes. To decide the order of introduction, let's roll player initiative, not character. And remember, here, we roll with adventure. I think everyone knows how to do player initiative, so how dexterous or not have each of you been this past week? Absolutely taking a negative two on this. Um, I, I just held up the start of session by a good 10 minutes because I accidentally kicked my power bar. So I'm also going to take a negative two this week. I managed to pull a muscle in my neck today, not by carrying around three toddlers at once, not by playing Big Bad Wolf and running around the bush, not by lifting or throwing or doing any of the things that I do all day, but by picking up a very light bag of sand toys out of my trunk. Absolutely no reason. Very embarrassing. I made dinner and coordinated three pots and slash pans at the same time this today. This today. Unlike yesterday's today. Um, so I'm taking a plus two because I took a plus one last time. I did pot stuff, I think. I will take a plus one because I wrapped presents last night and they look good. The corners are crisp. The lines are even. My fingers were doing their job. Well, let's see what you roll. I rolled a 15. Well, that's not true. I also rolled a 15. 12. 19. I rolled a 13 and modified it up to 15. Oh, I rolled a 15 and modified it down to 13. Perfect. (laughs) Okay, uh, so we've got A, then B, then D, and then we end with S. Oh, that was confusing. I'm, I, never mind. Okay. <laughs> I don't even remember, I'm so tired today. Okay, uh, let me, let, let me, let me think about this. My name's Allie, and I play Kawari Anaklathi Bostukbase, a Goliath paladin. 
Quarry first encountered the Salarian Inquisition before they became a paladin. The Salarian Inquisition horrified them, and they later learned that the Inquisitor that they had thought was so monstrous was actually among the more reasonable. I'm Brian, at, at MindOverBrian on Twitter and on Twitch. I play Melian Barebone, a changeling barbarian, who at the moment typically appears to be a bearded half-elven young man, uh, with a noticeable scar running across his cheek from his upper lip and curving around to nick his ear. His hair is red, his eyes are crystal blue. However, um, occasionally, Melian will still catch the, a glimpse of himself in the mirror and be surprised, because this is not what he looked like up until about a year ago. I'm David, and today I am playing Jovan Savage Cooperson, a human scholar. Uh, he's shaggy brown hair and a full six months of beard um, with red roots. Uh, when he was young, after just before he left the abbey, he briefly entertained dreams of going out and doing archaeology in the surrounding lands. I'm Sasha. I play Thalic, the half-elven bard who was raised by and can speak to ghosts. Uh, the first time Thalic met Quarry, she was in a little town uh, where she had been uh, telling the locals what their dead relatives were thinking, and they had decided she was a necromancer and were preparing to burn her at the stake. Uh, she managed to escape, and Quarry came through, and the townspeople begged Quarry to go after the necromancer and stop her. So Quarry easily tracked Phalus down, who was not trying to hide, uh, and discovered that this horrible necromancer was a 10-year-old. <laughs> uh, they had a nice dinner together as they chatted, and Quarry discovered that Phalus was not a necromancer, just a strange sort of bard, though she didn't identify as a bard and technically still doesn't, which is odd. No, anyway... Uh, she does anyway she uh no they sorry they decided that faileth was not a threat and since faileth was talk constantly talking about her mother kuori decided that there was someone waiting for her and went about her way several times after that uh when kuori was told about a terrible necromancer on the loose it would be faileth again and they'd have another nice chat uh before kuori let her on her way True story. And Quarry really did think that, like, Faleth's mom was just around somewhere because yeah. Faleth talks about her like she's there. Just around a corner. Yeah. Now that everyone has introduced themselves, let's get this adventure rolling. And remember, here, we roll with adventure. That was my best one. I was about to say that. Yes, I want to watch that movie. <laughs> that was wonderful. I don't know what happened, but that was my best one. 100%. Can we make a movie to go with that now? Because I, I want to see it. Honestly, me as well. I'm down. I mean, I guess this episode is the movie that goes with it, but... Yeah, yeah. that's a lot of pressure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Okay, we're off to a good you guys start, have to live so... up to it. <laughs> we begin back in the Marsh Cidery. Last session, 
you defeated bandits that had taken over the cidery, and found that old Zadok Marsh had been kidnapped, or at least Faileth said that his wife's ghost said this. You also discovered that Benjamin was very sick and wounded. Faileth helped that wound, healed it, but he was still dying of some kind of poison or infection at this point. Ben's husband, a half-elf who you have yet to find out the name of, said that he needed a specific herb, and while discussing that he needed that specific herb, this triggered a memory in Melia. A memory that didn't seem like his own memory, in which he learned that there was another alternative to the herb that he was looking for. A dragon spore. You were then told that the cidery had recently been sabotaged in certain ways, and possibly one of those being a dragon spore infestation out in at least one of the fields. Or uh, one of the orchards. So we're going to start back up with you guys. Would you like to be up in the room with Benjamin and his husband? Or would you like to be down in the room where you have five bandit corpses and two tied up? That are alive but unconscious. Oh yeah, I forgot about capturing all those bandits. I, I didn't do any of that. But Sorry. I forgot that it happened. <laughs> so did I. It's a good thing Cass remembered. So where would you guys like to start? I would like to start downstairs. I think since the dragon spores is a little bit time sensitive, we're probably going to have to find some way to fully secure these unconscious bandits. They don't cause a ruckus when they wake up again. And then we can interrogate them after. Yeah, that makes sense. Hopefully we won't be gone long. I mean, we're just going to go, we're just going to pick a plant. How long could it possibly take? Uh, I believe Jovan saw one of the fleeing bandits. Some Something happened to them in the field. There was a scream, and so there may be monsters or some kind of wild animal there. I presume they fell in a hole. Oh, well, that's also possible, I suppose. Is Jovan? Judging by that scream, it would have had an awful big hole. Hmm. Well, we can keep a eye out for monsters and holes. Why are we going after this plant anyway? Uh, we're using it to make a medicine for the fellow upstairs. He's he's in a bad way. So? Philip, I think his husband would prefer that he doesn't die. His husband won't be able to speak to him after he passes. They don't all have the gift that you do. I guess, but everybody dies. Aye, but wouldn't you be sad if you could never see your mother again? Or... Well, okay. No. Perhaps that was about it. Hmm... Wouldn't you be sad if you couldn't see Melian again? I'd be sad, yeah, but everyone's sad all the time, aren't they? Why am I the object example in this? Because they know I love you. Yes. Hmm. I would prefer we did not speak of me. (laughs) (laughs) Understandable. Shall we proceed to harvest this plant? Do we know how much we need? Uh, Melian was the expert. He was the one that brought it up. Uh, enough that we can harvest the stems to use in replacement of the the other. Whose name I cannot remember. Lucnafala. I was thinking Faith and Bagora. <laughs> uh, if you give me just a moment to tie these folks up, just for my own peace of mind, if nothing else. And Melian, you need the stamen of the flower. Right, and that's not stems. No, that, like, uh, inside... Stems... Wait, are the stems... Are the stems the thing you can use to do the the, uh, the knockout drug? Or was that the, the petals? We should just harvest this plant, and what we don't use we can sell at the um, 
herbalist. Are you the type of paladin who goes out herb hunting to sell? Uh, not to sell, but I do go out herb hunting, and I, if I came across something useful that I wasn't going to use myself, then the poor always need money. From your memory, you know that the stamen of the flower can be used as a substitute for lucinophallo. The petals can be used to treat aches of the head even better than feverfew, and the roots bring a sweet, dreamless sleep. Right. Okay. Let me just... Roots. I'm definitely not just, like, only now finding a notebook right now. Cass, could you say that one more time? I didn't get all of it. The stamen is the lucinophala replacement. The petals will relieve aches of the head and back. <laughs> aches of the head even better than feverfew. And the roots will provide a sweet, dreamless sleep. Cass, what was the overall name of the plant? The dragon spore. Oh, right. Thank you. Jovan's going to take a moment and tie up uh, the unconscious folks here. Try to keep them away from each other rather than bundling them all in one spot. Can you give me a sleight of hand check? And then how are you tying them up? Uh, first off, would this count as a non... What is it here? A uh, non-combat action that calls upon fine motor skills? Sure. Sweet. Okay. Looking for something solid within the house, um, more than just furniture, like if there's um, archways or, or door frames or whatnot, to actually tie them to, so they can't just shuffle and waddle out. There was that big table that they turned over. Mm, I'm tr- like furniture. I think like they might be able to to actually mm. get away from, but if there's like railings along the stairs, that might be a good one to just give a little bit of distance between them, tie them up, arms and legs. Uh, right. So that is a 25. Noted. While he's doing that, um, no, there's actually nothing I can think that he'd be doing at the same time. Back from your criminal days, would you uh, be uh, patting down pockets? Yeah, actually, might as well make sure that they don't have any knives or anything to cut the way free. Uh, While Jovan is taking the time to tie these people up, Quarry would be checking the pockets to see if there's any kind of, like... Anything that would tie them to the plot in the city or give a clue as to where the old man might have been taken? Just anything that ties them to the plot. <laughs> I mean, that is Quarry's main... <laughs> well, like a, a scrap of paper that has, you know, familiar symbols. Would you like to uh, investigate the bodies and loot the pockets? I would like to loot the pockets, but with the understanding that Quarry is purely interested in information and any money that they find is just convenient. Melian volunteers to take care of that part. (laughs) (laughs) Did you say investigation? Yes, investigation. Oh, I am not the one to do this. Oh, investigation is for how long does this take? It's a ten. I'll start with Jovan while he is tying up the two unconscious bandits. Did we lose three? Is it just two? There are there are only two unconscious. I thought we had five for some reason. We killed the other ones. Five um, are dead. There are five corpses. Hey, yeah. um, are these guys wearing some sort of uniform? They're not wearing matching uniforms. Okay. But they are wearing similar leather or studied, studded leather armor that's in pretty decent condition. There are, there, as a group, there is a total of seven crossbows. Each of them carried two knives, 14 daggers across the whole bunch, and they also had short swords, seven short swords. Are, uh, I think I already asked this. None of them are Quint stuff. They're not. 
Yovan, you pull the knives off the ones that you are tying up against the the stair. Yeah. Let's say. And you're tying them a decent distance from each other so that they can't help each other either. That was the idea. And the knots are pretty seriously tight. Melian, can you give me an investigation check? I sure can. I get a minus one. So this is going to be real. Would I be able to help? You're, I would say you're a bit busy uh, tying I got a 17, though. Nice. Across the bandits, you find a smattering of seven gold, mostly in copper and a bit in silver scattered out amongst them. Are any of their ghosts? No. Then Phelous is bored. That's a bit unusual, isn't it? Not really. Not necessarily. Uh, for Phelous could probably explain more. I mean, I don't know if this is exactly how you thought about it, but I, I figure every, not everyone who dies leaves one. Yeah. Um, a lot of people, unless they, unless it, they've got like a real reason to stick around, where I could, if I wanted to like reach for them, and pull them back if I have a bit of them to do that with, but not every spirit immediately shows up. Yeah, and if you're more trying to, like, reach and force a soul to come back, that's probably something where we're getting more into, like, what spells are you going to start using for Yeah, well, it? and I've been, and... like, summoning them with performance checks and yeah. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. but if they are just hanging around, she would talk to them, but if she yeah. has to force them out, she's not. She doesn't see any reason to. We might have ended up with one if only one of the brothers had died, but I think we killed both of them. And with that mention of the two brothers, mm -hmm. as, Quarry, you are patting down the two... Patting down the uh, bandit leader-esque individual uh, that had sunk two crossbow bolts into Faileth, you come across two bundled up pieces of paper oh no i have uh i have a guess here this isn't the brother we were coming to find was it <laughs> that would be awful i don't think so though because he's supposed to be living on a farm away from here well all right let's find out i will drop these into the group chat hmm i've found a piece of paper in this man's pocket Two pieces of paper, to be exact. Were you interested to hear what they say? Aye. Not really. I said I. Uh, the first one says, Jeb, you keep your boys at the cidery. Keep laying low. Don't make noise. Keep picking the orchards for the old man. And do as you are told. Keep, um, real quiet. Will... Give you the signal when we got everything ready, and then you move fast. Secure the old man, overpower the son and his half-breed husband. More instructions to follow Jack. Corey realizing that they really are not the person that should be reading this aloud, and that that was difficult for them, embarrassing, they hand the other one to Yovan to read. Uh, he takes it and glances over it briefly. This is unusual. Congratulations. Jared is really impressed with you. If you don't bungle this up this next assignment, he might even promote you. Keep making me proud, little brother. I am sending you... Uh, Joe... 
keep our little brother safe and out of too much trouble. Your orders are to sit tight on the cidery. Keep the shipments flowing so no one suspects, and don't let anyone open their big mouth and screw this up. Once Jared has gotten old Marsh seeing eye to eye and dancing to her tune, he'll send him back to you. I know babysitting ain't the most glamorous job, but with Marsh on our side, we'll have enough to flip the council. Keep it all screwed up, and no one will know their head from their arse. We'll live like kings. We'll make Mama proud. We'll show her we didn't screw up our lives. Hmm. Yoden screws up his face. This isn't... What the hell are they doing with old Marsh? Flip the council. For what, I wonder. You will let me kill the brother. There's a third one. I will make it a trio. <laughs> I just oh, do not wish the three of you to... I just do not wish the three of you to suffer for my actions. Melian, do you think you got a good look of his face, the way he talked? I imagine I might be able to do some fair job of replicating those things. Hmm. I might just be able to learn a little bit more. And then make it a trial. Right. Uh, we, we have a fellow dying upstairs. We can't get distracted quite yet. Yes. Aren't we supposed to be finding the old guy? Indeed, but he will be more likely to deal with us uh, generously if we save his son. Well, that's Millions. true. Quite right. Some leverage. <laughs> Pass. Yes. Does this interlude count as a short rest? We can take a short rest. I don't know. Are you guys deciding to rest? Uh, like, do you want to rest? So, I'll leave it up to the group. What I'm thinking is, if there are monsters near the plants, I am down one-third of my hit points. So I wouldn't mind spending a hit die? Yovan can insist. He was or spooked. you could simply let Melian take the, take the lead. I have nearly all of my hit points. I've been healed, but I am still not at full. My my worry is Quarry doesn't have any ranged abilities. So even if Melian starts out in the lead, Quarry, to be useful, will still have to... Yovan will probably insist that we take a moment and patch ourselves up before going after that. He was seriously spooked um, by the yell that the, the bandit gave. He's pretty sure there's something out there. So if anyone tries okay. going anywhere, they're still bleeding. <laughs> and the kid has two arrows in her, yes. No matter how capable... No, I pulled them oh, out. That's worse. That's, that's absolutely worse. So I'm just bleeding. Just sluggishly bleeding. Yeah, Yovan's oh, Yo yeah. going to, to stop anyone that tries to scoot out the door too quick and sit them down. Not that he's really great as a medic, but but Quarry. Quarry is. So Quarry will definitely help patch up anybody that needs some help, and then we'll tend to their own wounds. Is that okay with Melian, or is Melian really insistent that we go? I mean, no. I'm only down two hit points, but I mean, whatever. He'll just he'll just stand there looking disapproving while everyone else rests. <sighs> Melian, you can take this time to rifle through the bodies, pull clothes off people. Yeah, but if they were wearing, if the thing that made them sort of uniform-ish is that they were wearing armor, I won't put their armor on. Because I actually, my armor class will get worse if I put their armor <laughs> on. That, that, that's actually very true. <laughs> and like, not by a little. So uh, I have to disguise myself as, as like, I just wear a regular shirt and, and hope that they don't notice that I'm not wearing a shirt that that guy technically owned. But I figure these aren't like t-shirts. It's not like he's going to be like, wait, I don't remember that other guy owning an Iron Maiden shirt. Like, there's not going to be any of that. It'll just be, hey, look, you're wearing a linen shirt. 
So your short rest goes by uneventfully. The half-elf comes down. You learn that his name is Merrick. And he probably helps you move the bodies out of the house if you're up for helping him do it. Uh, And he grabs a few things, says that you can help yourself to anything that's in the kitchen if it hasn't already been eaten, and he heads back up. And with that, your short rest draws to a close. What would you like to do? We go and pick the flower. Should be easy. It is but a flower. Yovan nods. Lead the way. Well, with permission from Paladin, Yovan leads. Uh, <laughs> hey, Yovan. Uh, I'm Melian. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Thought I was the least tired, but apparently I don't even remember what character I'm playing. <laughs> uh, Melian leads the way. Yovan follows behind. I'm going to assume that Merrick uh, told you guys which orchard had been infested. I saw it from the roof. Yeah, the burned ones. I yeah. couldn't remember. Did I tell you that oh, last yeah. session? I think he did because yep. then I think we yes. made the okay. connection. Yeah. Because I was like, then, probably the one they didn't burn. He was like, no, the ones we did burn. I was like, oh, weird. All right, cool. That, uh, Melian and Yovan uh, working together, Yovan's able to point you in the right direction. Uh, you are going through rows and rows of apple trees until you come to a section. It's probably 40, 50 feet. It's just burned. Trees have been clearly were chopped down. The land was burned. And it looks like it's even been salted. Oh, wow. I'm concerned need that to find any... the sheriff. I'd like to report on assault. I'm concerned that if we do find the plant no. we're looking for, it will have been damaged beyond use. I clearly went another way for it. You can see it's a burn perimeter around an orchard. They didn't light the actual orchard on the other side of flame. Why leave the infected plants alone if they're trying to get rid of it? Does Dragonspore have some sort of interaction with flame that they're hoping to avoid? Or Perhaps the plant does not spread very far from its base space, so this burn perimeter will keep it from spreading any further. Why do you think they call it Dragonspore? I presume because the flowers look like a dragon mouth, and the stamen look like tongues. But then why call it dragon spore? Isn't that poop? No. It Yes, uh, it is one word for poop faileth, but it is also kind of, in my experience, a plant that has the ability to become airborne. Not, Ooh, and that, also, the, but not that the plant flies, Airborne dragons? Smells very bad. Yep, it conversation killer like right there. <laughs> exactly, yes. Oh, alright then. I guess it'll be easy to tell which one it is. Though, I've never smelled dragon poop. Oh, you'll recognize the smell, Melian says with a chuckle. Quarry Why? gives him a bit of a Have funny look. Why? Have you smelled dragon poop? Because anytime Quarry tries to steer Faileth wrong, Melian seems mad about it, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm like her big brother. I'm allowed to make... To, to steer the wrong way, but you're not. <laughs> oh, I see. Wait, let's go find the poop plant. Indeed. I'm keeping it classy. Uh, and then Melian marches straight through the, the burned area and into the other side. So you march in, and what you can notice is all of the apples from these trees. They've fallen onto the ground, and they're fermenting and rotting. They, you can smell them here. 
And it is quite an it is quite an overpowering stench, but it's probably not what the mythical dragon would smell like. And what are you guys gonna do? Uh, in this case, follow Melian. He's the one that knows what we're looking for. Yeah. Uh, cast about aimlessly, pretending like I know what I'm doing. I'll keep an eye out for that uh, that other. I am smelling very vigorously. Yovan <laughs> will keep an eye out for that other um, bandit, wherever he managed to scuttle off to. Kawari will be following Million, but knowing that they don't know what they're looking for, they will be looking for either a large hole or some kind of monster. Nice. As you begin to make your way through this orchard, looking around, can I have nature checks, investigation checks, survival checks? Pick a check. Let's discuss is this, what it is. Is this a whichever one is higher? More of well, a, a what flat. are you trying to do? I roll a flat 10 trying to track this plant down with survival. I get an 18 for investigation as I smell everything. I got a 9 for survival as I examine the ground for monster tracks or holes. Would attempting to see, or I suppose trying to track where the bandit went would be survival, wouldn't it? Yes. Deeply unfortunate. Mm -hmm. uh, oh. Wait, did you want an investigation I would love check an investigation check. For me to find the... Oh, oh, sorry, you're talking to Cass. I got a six on survival. Because I, I did a roll for survival, but it occurs to me that my thing was probably investigation. You can add your investigation instead, if you would, if, if that would, if you would prefer to do that. Well, so it'll just become a nine if I just keep that same roll. I did roll again for investigation, and, and rolled much better, but I'll keep that first roll, it's fine. Phyllis, did you get the highest roll? By, like, yes, a fair margin, like, nearly double. Yeah, by just smelling everything. <clears throat> I'm smelling everything. So, as you guys are going through this orchard, Kawari, you're, go you're looking for monstrous tracks, sort of pulling aside some of the grass where it's overgrown. Uh, Melian, you're really, like, you're, like, you see a flower, you, you look really closely at it, and then you're like... No, that that's not that's not what it is. That that looks nothing like a dragon's head. Mm, no, no, that's a stick. <laughs> uh, and Yovan, you are really adamant and sure that you're tracking until you realize you're tracking Melian's oh. steps. Oh no! <clears throat> you were really excited, and Faileth, you're smelling everything you're you're moving around and uh as you come around a tree you uh you sniff something different and you see this sort of like bulb it, it's probably about like the size of a loaf of bread circular and it it, it looks like a like a membranous bulb that is growing near the base between the roots of a tree. What does it smell like? Hey, would you like to get... Are you going to lean in and smell it deeply? Oh, absolutely. I'm smelling everything. It is a beautiful golden color. And please make a dexterity saving throw as it explodes. Yep. Well poop. Oh, I got a natural 19. Plus my dex is 2, so 21. You will take... Four poison damage, but you will take two because you succeeded. Oi! So there is a sudden spray of sort of like this golden mist 
that shimmers a bit as it goes, as it poofs into the air as the uh, pod, or whatever this is, just sort of suddenly pushes down and then explodes open. This plant exploded on me! I didn't know plants could do that! That was very rude, plant. Uh, Melly will go over and examine it closely. It looks it... like a sort of like a. What is left there now is sort of like a golden, hueish, yellowy sort of base of a. What you'd almost think would be like closed petals. Uh, possibly like a small flower or like a pod of, or like a seed pod. Just really uh, big. This may be the dragon's spore. Is it got a seeds? Was that a seed thing that has exploded on me? Am I gonna grow seeds? Am I gonna grow big like those leaves with the thing in their tummies that's gonna spread out of me and get on? I'm gonna become a tree. Did you eat the seeds, Faleth? No, they exploded me, beast! Well, if you didn't eat them, then you should be fine. How could it get in your stomach? Through my nose! Do you often put things through your nose to get into your stomach? Yes! <laughs> well, then perhaps you will be in trouble. We will keep an eye on you. Oh, Marianne, if I die, you can have my tooth collection. Oh, that was what my thing was going to be! <laughs> <laughs> Faileth collects cool teeth. Oh, that's so good. Oh, sit, write it down for next week. Yep. Can I please have everyone roll? We're going to enter into initiative order, but we are not entering combat yet. Well, I rolled a six, so... I'm rolling really good right now, you guys. Fourteen. Dirty twenty. Eighteen. Uh, three plus three. I'm on a hot streak. And what is everyone's hit points at? Mine's it. 31. Uh, I'm at 20. 22. 41. Uh, what was that, Jovan? Uh, 20. I'm at max hit points. Oh, you have less hit points than me? Yes. Ooh. Oh, wait, gosh. Wait, what? I mean, I did build this, this guy to be the yeah. man shield, so. <laughs> I did not. Jovan was I, I thought I must be the worst for for HP, but I guess not. I think I have more hit points than you and Yovan put together. Yeah. <laughs> so as Faileth stumbled, as like as you've all gathered around to look at this, Yovan, in the distance, picking on you because all of you have such similar passive perceptions, I'm just picking on you. You hear this, like, crunching sound, almost like the sound of something big being trying to be like shoved into a much smaller space Ooh. and being broken and sort of condensed and crushed as well as have you ever heard the sound of winds as it, uh, the wind as it's moving through like palm fronds mm -hmm. and it's sort Why, of yes ticks against itself not quite, but I can imagine. Sounds like this. No, fair enough. But with like a 
also. That mapped exactly to my imaginings, 100%. Perfect. Excellent. Um, I will just quietly try to get the attention of the others without making too much noise. Not sure how I will stop uh, Faileth from being loud and excited, but Yovan does his best. Faileth is <laughs> uh, very cross with this plant, and she's giving it a stern talking to. Good call. Uh, um, and yet, he's going to try to get um, Quarry and Melian's uh, attention and direct it over to where he heard the sound. Okay. So, the direction you're hearing the sound coming from seems to be behind, like, it, in line with some of the trees, so you can't exactly see from where you are. Melian shrugs his shield off his shoulder and says, I will check it out. Watch Faileth. And then heads in that direction. Okay. And the next time you want to explode on somebody, I want you to think very carefully about your choices. <laughs> Faileth, are you stomping your feet as you're saying A this? Little bit, or yeah. like angrily? She's very put okay. out. Just because why not screw over the whole party, right? Mm-hmm. For the record, when Melian asked for us to watch Faileth, Quarry drew their weapon and is kind of standing defensively near Faileth. Well, Faileth is sort of like stomping her feet, probably like kicking the thing. Yeah, she's not quite kicking, just not like looking for danger. Just re really trying to make this plant learn its lesson. Melian, as you are <laughs> moving out, you see some more of those sort of pods that have grown up in a cluster a bit farther away and you see probably about eight, nine feet tall a thick stalk it's probably about as big around as a couple hundred year old oak tree that looks like it's made of, like, vines and some kind of abomination of plant matter in a almost brilliant, bright, yellowish hue that, as it catches the light, almost looks golden. And at the top of it, are two large petals. And slowly, from the looks of it, being squeezed beneath between those petals and falling in deeper within it, looks like a body of a bandit. I think you may have found the dragon's more. I shout back to the group, uh, I may have described the dragon spore somewhat erroneously. And then I draw my longsword and I yell something. Uh, what do I yell? I yell, For Faileth! And then I rush the giant plant. As you start to run towards it and you yell, the plants, like, it, its head basically whips around towards you and it just gorges out the half eaten body the 
top of the body, like the the head's missing, the arms are missing, a portion of the uh, uh, chest is missing, but the bottom half and the trousers are there as well as the shoes. I'll be sure to search those later. (laughs) (laughs) And it's petals draw back and you see frills out around it that and it basically just it shrieks at you that sound of wind moving through palm fronds take that and pick it up quite a few decibels and put it into a high piercing shriek and that is what all of you hear and we will now enter combat Melian, you were probably about 60 feet from it when you could actually uh, make that out and see it. Okay. So we're all much further. Yeah, you guys are probably about another 60 feet away. Okay. The top of the initiative is Faileth. She sees... She stops her little tirade when she hears Melian draw his sword, and she turns to him and yells, Melian! Kick its ass for me! And she casts Guidance on him. Oh, no, wait, that's a touch spell. Sorry, not a range spell. Never mind. <laughs> I thought I, that one was That a... was so good. I know. I thought that was range, but it is not. Okay, instead, forget that, uh, she's going to look over at the plant and go, Hey, don't you bite my Melian! Uh, and she's going to cast Shatter on it. From what I said to Melian is that you guys are actually in line with the plant. So there's trees in the way. That, so you can't actually see from this. So you, oh, I can't see it? If you, Yeah. So you just know Melian has shouted, about, shouted that and then is starting to run in that direction. And he's about 60 feet from you and the plant's about another 60 feet from him. All right, if I run 30 feet, can I see it? Yep, if you run 30 feet on an angle, you definitely can. Okay, uh, then I will run the 30 feet, and then cast Shatter. And you see uh, the giant, the, this plant. It looks a bit bigger than Melian, uh, and it looks very nasty. Alright, I need it to take a constitution saving throw as a very loud noise rings out of Faleth's pointed finger. Does a 16 pass? Yeah. <sighs> My save's 15. It still takes half damage. Um, so, that's 3d8, 2, 10. So it takes half of 15. Thank you. Melian. As you are charging towards it, you see some of the ground around it starts to sort of shake a bit, and you see a couple more of those pods sort of force themselves up out of the ground. Oh, good. I'm going to take a bunch of poison damage. And now it is Quarry's turn. And I'm like 120 feet away? And you can't see it. Okay. Okay, so I guess I will yell to Faileth, stay behind me, and then I will... Move 60 feet towards Melian. You'll take a dash action? Yes. So you take a dash action towards it. Or you can take a dash action to get up to, like, right by where Melian is right now. Or 
at least where he was at the start of his turn when his turn gets there. And then with that, I now have to do see what the dragon spore does on its oh, turn. No. Hello, my handy dandy. It's a plant. Let's see what you do. Melian, as you are charging towards the dragon spore, or as you begin to sort of get into position, start to pull yourself back to begin to charge, as you will on your turn, uh, you see the dragon spore, it sort of shivers, and the spore that you see out around it, they shiver as well, and then it basically pulls its... There, it, it happens almost so fast that you think you might have blinked, but there's a spray of dirt, and it seems to just pull itself into the ground, and then explosively shoot up out of another one of the sp out of another spore pod, forcing that pod to explode, and it is going to spit poison at you. Ooh, exciting! After it comes up, Ooh. Uh, does a twenty-four hit you? Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm level three, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> and you will take eight poison damage as a ball of poison and small little shards and bits of plant and spore hurtles through the air and just catches you in the arm. And then with that, it will be Jovan's turn. Uh, so Jovan's going to use his movement to get up the 30 feet up by Faelith to see exactly what they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he's going to spend a brief moment wishing that he had gotten familiar with the bigger crossbows. Uh, and after that, he's going to uh, take a dash action and move another 30 feet to catch up with Quarry and where Melian used to be. Jovan and Quarry, you are up at 60 feet. Faileth, you're at 90 feet. And Melian, you're currently at 60 feet. And they started running. What are you going to do? Uh, I run 30 feet and then I um, throw a hand axe at it. Ooh, nice. Okay. Uh, with a 15 to hit. That will hit this one. Well then, it will take a whopping two points of damage, <laughs> considering I just rolled worst damage. What type of damage is it? Uh, slashing. Thank you. Like, isn't your dex mod at least plus three? I have my dex mod plus three, but my strength mod's only plus one. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Sorry, I thought that is hand a... axes were finesse for a moment. Oh. Uh, for example, if you throw a hand axe, you use your strength, but if you throw a dagger, you use either your strength or your dexterity. So, because it's not finesse. Melian, you see probably about ten feet from you, the ground sort of rumble, like shakes a bit, and another one, and a, a spore pops up. And with that, we are at Faileth's turn. Alright, uh, so there's the big one attacking Melian, mm -hmm. or that Melian is attacking, and then a bunch of pods, right? Yes. Faelis is going to look at the big one and go... Uh, the big one and the two pods that are closest to Melian and say, hey, you all suck! Um, and they need to make a charisma saving throw for me, please. <laughs> oh, they fail. And they have all been baned. So they will roll a d4 and subtract the number rolled from the next attack roll or saving throw they have to do. And then Faelith is going to run up to join Cory uh, and Yovin. So we've got our nice little cluster at 60 feet. With that, Quarry, it will be your turn. So I would like to switch the weapon that I'm using. This may be a terrible idea, but I'm going to swap my halberd for 
my lance. In thinking about their game plan, Corey realized the puff of poison probably is, like, not ideal. Um, and they would like to not be that close to these things, so they will be attacking from, like, with a five-foot gap. Because they all would have disadvantage if they attacked with something within five feet of them. And it's a plant, right? So, like, pretty fixed, pretty easy to keep your distance. Maybe. How far away am I from the... Is it still another... It is currently... It is 60 feet from you. Then... Uh, what do you want me to use for having swapped my weapons? That's just an object interaction, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, does that mean I can still dash? Sure. Okay, then I do that. So you're gonna charge past Melian. Are you just charging straight for the... Because th- 60 feet will get you right into melee range with the thing. Okay, I don't want to do... Okay, yes, I want to be in melee range, but I don't want to be right next to it because I don't want to have disadvantage on my attack. Okay. So I have to be further than five feet away from it. So I will mostly dash? There's about ten feet in front of Melian. There's a, there's a pod. Mm-hmm. And then there's... There's two more up near the creature. I think Quarry will try to spear the pod first before taking on the larger plant because they don't want to be floofed with poison. So are you going to try and spear the one that's in front of Melian? Well, how close is it to mine? Because I don't want to poison him. It's ten feet from him. Okay, yeah, then I'll do. I'll go for that one. See how this plan works. And how much reach does a lance give you? The weapon adds five feet to your reach when you attack with it, as well as when determining your reach for opportunity attacks with it. Okay. So ten feet away. Yeah, so ten feet away. Please make an attack against this spore pod. Not blocking the way between you and Melian, but it's between you and Melian and the creature. When you say between me and Melian, you don't mean like flanked by us, do you? Uh, no. Dang. It was worth worth a try. It was worth a try. Uh, And this will, because it's a reach of 10, you can, I would say, you would just use your movement action rather than dashing. And then you'd use your action to attack. Okay, that makes sense. Um, that's a 13. Your lance moves down to, like, puncture into it, and then glances off of it as the sort of, like, surface of it just shifts under the liquid inside. So strangely sturdy. And then it explodes. <gasps> you are ten feet from it, right? Correct. Okay. You're fine. Yes! Quarry's genius plan worked. And with that, <laughs> the dragon spore will go. Um, wait, seeing that their plan worked, Quarry would shout to their companions, "Keep try to keep your distance if you can. The poison has a limited reach." Does Melian have any ranged we- or like reach weapons on him? <laughs> no. Okay, uh, that's fine. I mean, I, I, wait, I have wait, a plan. Are great swords do great swords of reach? They sure don't. That's fine. Yeah, I still have hand axes and javelins. I'll be fine. Well, specifically, um, I'm probably going to just one of uh, 
Cory's uh, we uh, reach weapons, because she has both the halberd and the lance, and just drop it off with you. And that's a protective use of my turn. Allie did not realize that the halberd was reached and that they didn't need to switch their weapons, but yes. You can definitely do that. Uh, I don't think I'm proficient with a halberd. I don't know that that'll help me very much. Ah. Uh, don't you have all martial weapons? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm actually checking. Uh, simple weapons, martial weapons, yeah. Are halberds martial? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well then. <laughs> Give me that. Oh, but can I still use a shield with a halberd? No, Not it's two-handed. Yeah. I'll drop to a 17 armor class if I use a halberd. <laughs> Only 17. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, how sad. Oh, how sad it would be that you drop to a 12 if you put on armor, maybe. <laughs> right? <sighs> the complexities of Melian. Mm-hmm. Barbarians. Ah, so, uh, the dragon spore, sort of like its head moves around a bit, almost as if it's more listening to... You don't know what, but it doesn't... It's not... It doesn't have eyes. And... You hear sort of like a low keen, and the ground shakes again, and another one of those bull, like a spores, is going to start to break the surface just right near the one that Quarry just exploded. But as that happens, there's that spray of dirt again, and it's not a bulb that comes up there. The dragon spore explosively. She comes out of the ground in front of you guys. As in there's like two of them now and they have reproduced or as in it has swapped spots? It has swapped spots. Oh, oh good. good. That's, that's much better. Or something. That is so much better. I was like, this is how we die. <laughs> yes. It can just infinitely replicate itself around us. And with that, it is going to try and put its chomper down onto try and sink its... It's going to try and eat Quarry. <gasps> Remember it's Bane. So I roll... I add a minus four. Or I... A, a D4. minus D4. Yes. Oh, I even got a three. Oh, that's a minus one. <laughs> what? That's a minus one a before any bonuses. I think uh, war is okay. Uh, yeah, uh, that that will that won't even come anywhere near your AC. So that's fine. Good I'm glad turn. I didn't give this multi attack. Uh, and with that, Yovan, it is your turn. So Yovan's gonna stumble a few feet back because it jumps out of the earth. Um, but then he's going to to steal himself and and move forward. And he's gonna yell out to Corey. Corey, well done with that. Now trust me, drop the lance. Uh, and then he's going to cast Mage Hand and as a bonus action. Have it retrieve the uh, lance and drop it off with um, Melian. They're right next to each other. Are they? I thought there was like 10 feet in between them. They're on opposite no. sides of the bulb. No, no I'm not they, they were not flanking it. Wildly overcomplicated this then. Don't mind me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you uh, could like make a nice handoff. No, no. I mean, Melian can just do that with an object interaction, pretty sure. Handoff? Um, oh. oh my god. Uh, in that case, um, he's going to pull out the crossbow, and again, wishing that he was better with the bigger ones. Uh, he's going to pop off two shots towards... Uh, is he in range of the other um, gas bulb that was a ways away from the two? 
there are two that are a bit a ways behind. Uh, that are they're a bit far back. Okay. Yeah, um, so he. Uh, let me just take a quick look here. Yeah, I only have a range of thirty feet. Um, can I get shots off at both of them if I were to move thirty feet and then shoot thirty feet? Yes. If you were able, if you were to move up thirty feet, you'd be at reach range uh, with the thing, the dragon spore. <laughs> no way to, to like to go a little you bit around. You go slightly to the side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Put some space fine. between the dragon spore. But Million and Corey are a couple competent folks. I wouldn't want to get in their way. Um, so that's a nineteen for the first shot uh, against the furthest bulb, I guess. That will hit. Okay. And, and there it is. And it does four damage. There's a brief. It, you see the you see it puncture in. It doesn't seem like it punctured in deep enough to make it to actually like deflate it, and then it just explodes and goes off. Right. Uh, he's going to then use his bonus action to quickly reload uh, his hand crossbow and fire off the other one. Thank you, crossbow expert, for allowing you to do that. And that's going to be a 13. Does it? The bolt actually just lands uh, right next to it in the dirt. Rough. Well, he's a little bit rusty. And then that's the turn. Before it reaches your turn, Melon, I need to just roll this. The ground sort of rumbles a bit. And over at Jovan's feet, a bulb pushes through the ground. Mm-mm. Oh, that's not great. And now it is your turn, Bellion. But, Yovan, you're on the other side of a tree. They have no idea. It's fine. I can handle a lone bulb. Quarry, describe where... Like, how are you carrying your weapons? This, I want this to be cool. I imagine that they're... Oh, man, I, I hadn't really thought about this. I was going to say, like... I've always imagined that they were strapped to Quarry's back, but that really kind of mars the whole door aesthetic. But I don't know how else Quarry could carry a lance, just casually. It's clearly a telescoping lance. Oh, okay. Then it's just, you know, hanging off my belt. You just flip um, it like the lightsabers you get from the toy store. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm open to suggestions. I Ali uh, has very little experience packing medieval weapons, so... I mean, if do you just carry the halberd? Do you just walk around with the halberd? No, I imagine that Quarry usually has their hands free and that the weapons are strapped to them in some way. Uh, just a single buckle and sling to the shoulder and tossed over the back over the top of the shield is pretty much probably going to be around like that. Yeah, okay, I'll go with that. Yeah, I was going to say, depending on how wide your back is, you might be able to, or like, I was just, you could probably, when you're geared up for fighting, carry the lance in like a horizontal holster, uh, which which would let you slide it out of there, but even that is pushing it. Yeah, let's say slung over the back of the door. No, no, I, that's fine. That's, that's, I'm just trying to think of, I don't think there's a cool way to get it. And honestly, without the cool factor, I don't know that Melian is super Clearly, jazzed about grabbing you, a thing run that has range. And over quarry, just like running up the door, grabbing the um, <laughs> oh hover my gosh, and, and yes. leaping through the air into it. Do a flip, land on the other side, then we're flanking, and you have <laughs> a reach weapon. Right. 
<laughs> I just, honestly, I think despite the fact that uh, a reach weapon makes sense, Melian is not, Melian doesn't do reach. He, he wants to get in close and make this thing pay. Um, I mean, not for even the bandit, he doesn't care about that. But it blew up in, in Phala's face, and that's not cool. Um, so actually, because I have a hand free, I'm actually going to shake loose my shield and drop it, and then pull the greatsword <laughs> to be all Conan the Barbarian. Uh, and then step in close to it. Uh, and Phalus is in enough danger from the rage. So yeah, he'll just swing with the greatsword. Uh, dropping my AC to 17. That's a 22 to hit. That definitely hits. 10 points of slashing damage. Uh, and since I only moved 10 feet and then attacked, I'm then going to do the thing there. Without leaving the threatened spaces, I'm going to move 10 more feet, uh, or 15 feet diagonally, so I go move around it so that we are flanking, Corey and I. And with that, uh, we are going to see if anything happens. Ah, yes, something will happen. Ground is sort of going to shake a bit, and then two more of those bulbs are going to force themselves up. One of them is behind you, Melian, and the other is actually between Kawari and Faileth, about 15 feet between the two of them. And with that, Faileth, it is your turn. Alright. Faileth is starting to think she might need a little supernatural help here, so she's gonna roll on the ghost table. A two, which is Warrior. I recount the story of a renowned duelist. And make a melee attack against the target as an attacking spectral warrior briefly appears in an unoccupied space within five feet of the target before vanishing. Is she just summoning the bandit that I just ate? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> no, you summon a renowned highway robber who used to rob up and down the trade routes near Dwemer Hollow until he was eventually caught and strung up with the brigand he was. But in his heyday, he was, it was said that he had killed many a guard, but never cheaply, always in one-on-one -on -one combat with a sword. I call forth the spirit of Dennis Moore! Dennis Moore, Dennis Moore, riding through the night. He <laughs> um, Hey, highwayman, give us a hand, will ya? And he appears right in front of the main flower. He's going to make a attack. Melee spell attack. That is 18 to hit. That will hit. All right. He's going to do 14 force damage. Then she is going to look at it and go, Yeah, how do you like that, you stupid thing? Take that from the highwayman and cast Bane on it again. Uh, would Bane have worn off? I thought it was, was concentration. I'm pretty sure it's just its next. Or is it concentration? Wait, wait. I think it might be concentration. Yes, it is concentration. I don't have to. Okay, cool. I have other stuff. Um, is anyone hurt? Um, Marley took a pretty bad hit. Took eight damage. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm down ten of my forty-three hit points. So I suppose it's all about perspective. Uh, that sounds traumatic yes. to me, but that's <laughs> eight is traumatic to poor. Uh... But can I see you? Probably not. And plus, I would have took it in the shoulder, not facing you, so it wouldn't be obvious that no, I... No, no, I mean, can I see Jovin? I can no. see you. No, I'm fine. 
Oh, I haven't been touched. It's me that took the damage. Oh, it was just David saying it, so I yeah. just assumed it was him. Okay, um, how far am I away from Melian? 30 feet. Okay, I'm going to close the distance to right behind Melian, and then pat him on Ooh. the back and say, You're doing a great job. So, there are <laughs> monsters between me and you. Oh, oh, oh no. Um, no, Melian is not 30 feet from you. Melian is like... Yeah, I'm... You're, you're 40... F- no, you're like... You're like you... 50 feet? Could you just quickly recap where everybody is? Yeah, I'm super confused about the layout now. I forgot that Melian had moved. So, Faileth is far... Is at the... Before Faileth moves, Faileth, you are 30 feet, 15 feet between... And then... 15 feet in front of you, there is a spore pod. Okay. 15 feet in front of that, there is Kawari. 10 feet in front of Kawari is the dragon spore. And then 10 feet further, on, or 5 feet on the other side, is Melian. Because Melian okay. has 5 foot range. And then from where the dragon spore is, there's a, there's a line of trees, and Yovan is like five, ten feet away off to one side. In which case, I will simply cast Vicious Mockery on the dragon's core. I'll look at it and say, Hey, you don't smell like dragon's poop at all. You smell like dragon's crap! Um, and it needs to make a wisdom saving throw. Eighteen? <laughs> Damn it. How does this thing have a good wisdom? It doesn't. It's just a good roll. <sighs> well, it was a cantrip, so. <laughs> that is the end of Faileth's turn. And. Let's see, does the dragon spore. Nope, it doesn't. With that, it is Quarry's turn. Okay, am I flanking with Melian, or. Yes, you are, you are flanking with Melian. Okay, cool. I am going to stab towards it with my stab towards the dragon spore with my lance. That is going to be 24 to hit. That will hit. Um, and that is going to be 10 piercing damage. And with that, it is going to be the dragon spore's turn. Yovin and Melian, can I please have dexterity saving throws from you? Certainly. 19. 17. Both of you pass. Melian, you will take half of the poison damage that I say here. Melian, you will take half of four. And Yovin, because this is a different instance, I need to roll. Oh, Yovin, you will take half of ten. Yeah, that's manageable. No sweat. It's just 25% of your life. It's fine. No big deal. Not a problem. As the spore behind Melian, the proximity to it, or perhaps some sort of command from the dragon spore, it just explodes, showering your back and spraying into the air a sort of caustic poisonous mist. And Yovan, it's just ruptured out of the earth next to you, and you've turned and you're like, oh no. And it does the same. Sudden explosion. And now we will see, is the spore a complete and utter asshole? No, it is not. Okay. Uh, It will just attack. That is 
a 21 to hit, and it will attack Melian. Nope, it will attack Quarry. Quarry attacked it last. It is not a complicated creature. That hits me. Or, no, hits Quarry. You will take 12 bludgeoning damage. Oh. Get muted. That's fine. Hmm? Oh, I, I was going to give you plus three to AC, um, but oh. I don't think that would have actually changed it. No, it was pretty no. far above. And Yovan, it is your turn. Right. So, uh, free action. Uh, he's going to drop a lamp at his feet, then he's going to cast Mage Hand, um, and then as a bonus action, he's going to command it to light the lamp. And that's his turn. Okay, okay. Two more of those uh, spores are going to rupture through the earth. This time, one of them right beside Quarry, to be exact. And then another, this one, sort of off to the side on an angle, away from where, uh, on an angle behind Yovan, but not right next to Yovan. And with that, it is Melian's turn. Uh, Melian has decided this thing is pretty much just like a tree. And so he's just going to continue to try and chop it down with his greatsword. It's a tree that bites, but it's a tree. Yeah. Well, a tree nonetheless. <laughs> I bet you I can outlast it. Uh, and we have advantage now because we're flanking it. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Well, then that is a 22. That will hit. I don't remember. What's the crit range for a... No. For a greatsword, it's still 20. All right. uh, in which case, it takes 10 more points of slashing damage. Thank you. So, Melian, as it, as you cut into it... If it has acid blood, I'm going to be very mad. <laughs> uh, nope. Well, m- maybe. It is going to use a reaction that it only gains access to. I'm stealing from previous editions and pulling back bloodied for this creature. So, as it is reduced to half hit points, it will immediately use this reaction. The dragon spore retaliates by throwing poisonous spores against those close by before burrowing into the ground and propagating. What? The dragon spore uh, immediately disengages and burrows in and slams itself into the ground. Uh, Can I please have Kwari and Melian? And Yovan, we said you were 10 feet away from it? Uh, Something like that, with a cloud of trees in the way. Uh, Can you also make a dexterity saving throw? No problem. Uh, 18. Six. 11. Um, so Melian, you pass, uh, but everyone else doesn't. So, Melian, uh, please take half of 10 poison damage, and Quarry and Yovan, please take 10 poison damage. Easy. And it will pull itself into the ground, and... Another spore is going to pop up, and then the spore that is off behind Yovan is going to... It has not come back up. I should reread the ability I wrote for this. (laughs) Why did I make it so complicated? So that it would be cool. So as this spray of poison sort of settles in and around, spreading out from the hole that it has proofed where you see, 
Uh, the ground is sort of rumbling a little bit. And Faileth, it is your turn then. Alright. I am going to... The dragon spore itself is not visible now. Right. But there are four spores. Well, I don't want to hit the spores because they're going to explode. Um, Melian, you're pretty hurt, right? Yep. I am now just above half. I Can I get to Melian? I don't know if you caught that, but uh, yeah, Quarry has like nine hit points left. Can I get to either of them? Yes. Are you going to use your movement to run in a big arc around the spore between you and Quarry, or are you going to... Can I to... still get to her go around it? So it is exactly 15... Like it, it, There's 30 feet between you and Quarry, and it is right smack dab in the middle of that. So um, if I go around it, I can't get to her. Yeah, you won't be able to exactly get to her. I would let okay. you try to do a cool acrobatics roll to see if you could vault over it. Or an sure, I'm gonna try to jump, jump it. I'm gonna try to jump it. My brain is telling me that that's actually an athletics check. Sure. For I'm not very um, good at either for those. long jump. I'm slightly better at acrobatics, but I'm gonna try to jump. Acrobatics could be acrobatic stunts, including these rolls, assaults, and flips. So she's diving over it, and then doing a roll to stand back up the other side. That's that. Well, I don't think. It, I mean, it's either a ten or a twelve, depending on what the DM wants. I don't think I made it. Either. Actually, give me one moment. I'm just re-looking at it. I don't know if I'll need you actually to make a a check. Just what is your strength score? Because you can high jump three feet plus your strength modifier if uh, you can move at least ten zero. feet. Okay, and you can long jump up to your... You can cover a number of feet up to your strength score if you long jump, which also requires ten feet run. Though, if you were going to... Can you give me a strength athletics check? Sure. To try and clear the spore, which I'm going to say is like a low hedge. Do you want me to give you a new roll, or do you want to take the ten I rolled already? Because I didn't know what I was asking you to do, let's do a new roll. Hooray! Maybe it'll be better. It's not! It's a six! Oh, no! However, Faileth doesn't mind taking some damage if it means she gets to quarry this round. She'll just barrel right through the thing. Yeah, can you give me a dexterity saving throw then? For sure. You're like you're running and then you realize you're not gonna make it and just just you just run, like you you step onto it and try and jump over it. Eleven. Okay. Uh Yovan will yell out to Faileth as she's making the jump. It's like, ah watch out, you're not gonna quite clear it last. Um, and give you turn on 14. That helps. Wow. That is actually very helpful for Faileth. Faileth, you will take half of seven, so please take three poison damage. Thank you, Oven. <laughs> Be more careful. Malian will kill us if you die. No. <laughs> no. Uh, and then she's going to make it to Quarry and cast Cure Wounds on her. I would do it at a second level, but I have no second level spells left because I killed that guy with the spirit of his mom, which means you get 13 hit points back. Thank you. Quarry gasps slightly and says, thank you, Faileth. Uh, and she's going to pat your shoulder gently and say, you're doing a really good job and give you bardic inspiration. Yay! <laughs> what, um, what is the bardic inspiration die? Uh, six. D6. 
And I can use it on a attack roll or an ability check? Yeah. Okay. Or a saving throw, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. And then, with Faelith next to Kawari, the spore not that far behind Yovan shakes. This one is farther than to spray poison on you, and it explodes as the dragon spore shoots up out of it. And now it is Kawari's turn. With a piercing shriek. I have a spore behind me and a spore beside me? Or did yes. the one behind me explode? The one behind you exploded. Right. Okay, I cannot leave Faileth with this spore that is beside me. Where is Faileth in relation to the spore? She is on the other side of you. So Faileth and the spore are flanking you. Then what I would like to do is I would like to move five feet towards Jovan so that I'm ten feet from the spore. Please make a dexterity saving throw. What? Uh, that's 18. Uh, please take half of six poison damage. <sighs> and it's gone now? Yes. It, it has exploded. Well, I was gonna attack it. Now I don't know what to do. Yovan is about 10-15 feet from you guys, and then another... 15 feet from him is the spore, is the dragon spore. What I'm wondering is, I declared my movement was only going to be 5 feet. Then it exploded. I was going to... You can take your movement in chunks. You, oh. you take your movement in chunks. You have, you have X amount of movement, and you could move 5 feet, pull out a torch, do that, move 15 feet, and then go, oh, I should drop down here and look at this thing. Realize that that is something that isn't actually going to be a problem, and then move another 10 feet for a total of 30. Am I able to move to flank the dragon spore with Yovan? No, but you can get in between the spore and Yovan. Will that put me within 5 feet of it? Uh, Yovan is 15 feet from it, so you can get 10 feet from it. Oh, okay. I have drawn this and back. This is, the, yes. this is the full on, this is the big central dragon spore. Okay, yes, I'm going to do that. I'm going to move in between Yovan and the dragon spore, leaving ten feet. And Phyllis okay, right? There's no spores, no more spores around us. At the moment. Oh, well, alright, okay. It's about as much as you can hope for. Um, so I will move in between them, and then I will attack the dragon spore? Uh, fourteen. That, sadly, will not hit. <sighs> But you are between it and Yovan. Do I have to declare the use of my Bardic Inspiration dice before I make the roll? Or before Technically, I tell you uh, no, after you roll, but before you find the result. Okay, I shall remember for next time. With that, it is the Spore's turn. We will see. Two pods are going to come up out of the ground. One of these is going to be between Melian and the Dragon Spore, so... If Melian is going to run towards the dragon spore, this looks like it's putting a, something in your pass, path. And then another one is going to come up over beside Faileth. And then it is... Does it? Oh shoot, it does. Okay, the dragon spore is going to burrow into the ground. 
So just as you got into position, it is going to pull itself down into the ground. And you remember that one that Yovan shot, that spore Yovan shot an arrow at, at, shot a crossbow bolt at, but missed? The original one all the way back near the beginning? I think my turns got skipped. I didn't go in between it going down the first time and going down this time. It goes before you. And it went down on Melian's turn because it was reduced to half hit points. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. It is going to pop up over at that one and make a ranged attack. And miss. So a ball of poisonous plant material hurtles through the air and smacks into the tree over by Melian, Faelith, Yovan, and Guari. And with that, Yovan, it is your turn. Alright, sorry, I thought it was going crazy for a moment there. So how far is it from us now? It is, ironically, back to being 30 feet from you guys. Perfect, works for me. As a uh, standard action, I'm going to pull a pint of oil out from his one of his various pockets and hurl it at the main dragon spore. Uh, improvised dexterity attack, if I remember correctly. Yeah? And that's going to come up to 11, but I'm going to use Excellence to add a d4 to that. Uh, which will pop it up to a 15. Does that hit? I'm not looking to do any damage, just coat, uh, splash a, a fair that amount of hits. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, he's then going to, uh, ma- uh, bonus action, command his hand to pick up the lit lantern at his feet and move it right next to the plant. And then he's going to use his bonus action um, with the crossbow expert to shoot the lantern um, and hopefully catch the thing on fire. Don't light uh, it on so fire. That... We're fighting it to harvest it. God damn. Hey, lightly singed. It won't catch the whole thing on fire. The thing's like bigger than uh, Melian is. Um, so that comes up to a 19. Uh, that sounds cool. Uh, so how does it... Tell me how this goes. So with, with one hand, he shuffles underneath his vest, pulls up the oil and hurls it, with the other one nudging the, the lantern with the hand, pulling it over. And he's going to take aim and fire through the lantern uh, into the oil, uh, coating the, the creature. The plant. How much damage should this do? Uh, um, base oil, literal, just as four extra, um, I think. 1d4? Yeah, is the, the recommendation for it. I might be missing from Pathfinder or 3.5. Uh, give me one moment. Oh, improvised weapons in general. Target. D4, so it's a pretty uh, safe target time. takes an additional five da- fire damage from the burning oil. Oh, okay, cool. Um, and from the crossbow bolt itself, if that's being factored, um, it would be yep. seven damage. Uh, can you give me it's everything separately in its damage types? Seven piercing from the bolt, and then you said five burning? Might as well throw an extra d4 on there with excellence as well for damage from the um, bow, all or nothing, um, which will add another two piercing damage. So um, nine, nine piercing damage altogether. Your crossbow bolt sings through the air, shattering the lantern and catching the fire onto the oil with a spark, and it begins to burn, and the the... Dragon Spore begins to wail in a very high-pitched, keen sound, 
uh, and is thrashing around now. Uh, and that's Yovan. Yeah, and with that, Melian, it is your turn. Uh, I charge it and hack at it with my greatsword. Um, because Melian is not a complicated man. He does not have a lot of um, strategy. He's like, I can just chop this tree down fast enough. Maybe it won't burn up and we can still harvest the thing. And I won't have taken all this damage for nothing. Uh, 15 to hit. That will hit. For 8 points of slashing damage. Uh, so you cut into it. Uh, you can feel the heat and you can see the stem of it blackening. And no. you're also starting to get a, like, a smell from it. As if this is oh, almost right. possibly cooking the oh, meat man. inside. Oh god! Wow, I was I was thinking that it was a, a smell that was like, oh, you're burning the petals, and that's how you make the, or you're burning the roots, and that's how you make the even sleep poison. That's a fantastic idea. The deep and dreamless sleep, and so Melian is like, oh, <laughs> as he's hacking at this. It's, maybe it's nap time. You can... <sighs> it's a uh, incense that puts people to sleep. <laughs> Okay, uh, and with that, uh, Faileth, it is your turn. Right. So I'm 30 feet, within 30 feet of this thing now, right? Yeah, you are 30 feet from it. Alright, Faileth goes, alright, done with this. Uh, and she runs up and slaps her hand against the burning side of this thing and casts uh, Inflict Wounds. Oh god. So you're within 5 feet of one of the spores. Yep, give me that damage. Can you give me a dexterity saving throw? 12. Okay, uh, you will take... I'm going to go ahead and yell out uh, using my second last trick point. That, uh, fail it! Watch out! You're gonna trip over that! And give you a plus three to that. <sighs> so quick, and I'm very, so glad. You will take Thank half you, of I'm nine. Thank you, <laughs> you will take half of nine, so take f uh, four damage in this case. So we round Thank down. You as poison sprays up and explodes behind you, but it only just catches the catches a little bit as you get through it. And then please roll your spell attack as you uh, slap your hands onto this burning dragon spore. Alright, that's a natural 19 plus 7. That, that, that hits. Let's do 3d10, shall we? That's 8. 14... 23 damage. Okay. Ooh. Please describe the end of this plant. Um, Faileth runs up to it, slamming her hand against the fire, taking some poison damage, and black necrotic energy just oozes from her body. Her pores turn completely black. Her eyes turn black. And the plant withers and dies. But hopefully with its stamen still nicely intact so we can take it back and cure that dude. That would be very useful, you. She so, purposefully tries to not wither the stamen. So I'm imagining that as you sort of like bring your hands down onto it, it just, it spreads from your hands into like a, like a ring almost. And then it just withers and like rots the plant through that ring between your hands straight down. Yep. And... Uh, with that, it will sort of, it, it twitches and there's a bit more of like a clicking sound and then it will just collapse and falls it and f loses 
its ability to stand up straight and just collapses over to the side. And that's what you get. Next time, listen to me when I tell you not to poison people. <laughs> uh, and with that, uh, any of the remaining pods uh, will just sort of, they wither up and shrivel and just... I try to quickly ground. harvest the... Uh, Melian tries to quickly harvest the, the flower pieces before the fire can reach them. You're able to put... Uh, to, like, chop it off and pull it away so that the fire won't get to it. Uh, the roots are going to be a bit of a different story if you wanted to harvest those. No, um, I don't care about anything <laughs> but this, this thing. Is it I mean, maybe the petals. Are they just, like, there for the taking? Uh, they're there for the taking, but they're under sort of a burning Stump. mound of plant. Oh. <laughs> uh, and Melian, can you give me a knowledge nature check, but have advantage, because you seemingly know how to do this. That's a 12 with advantage. So it, it takes you a bit, but uh, you, you cut away the... Uh, petals first and then you get at the stamen uh, the stamen they're covered in like thick poison that's sort of congealed a bit but like you you carefully cut away and the 12 is that it just it takes you longer to do than normal well, then someone who knew really knew what they were doing really knew what they were doing and we're just going off this weird memory that doesn't make sense with their lifetime. Uh, and you get uh, three stamens. And you guys have defeated a golden dragon spore. The golden dragon spore has fallen. Melian has harvested the stamen of it. Uh, well, Melian has been harvesting the stamen. What have the rest of you been doing? I would be going around each person to check, see how injured they are. I'm, well, I imagine there's not any actual physical damage on uh, Jovan, but his hands are on his knees, and uh, he's having difficulty standing up straight, mm. coughing something fierce. Jovan, you're, like, plastered in... It's really clear that you've been hit by, like, a whole bunch of, like, almost like, like paintballs, but full of pollen. And, like, just the poison dust has just settled everywhere on you. Like, you you might be almost golden in yourself. Uh, if we track our way out past the burned areas, are we going to seed more of these in our footsteps? Because I don't think we're going to win old Marsh's favor. If we go tramping these things, spores all over his land. Melian throws you his water skin. Spray yourself off. That easy? Alright. Yovan will do so. Why was it a big monster beastie? Why didn't... Melian, I love you very much, but you might have mentioned that. <laughs> I misremembered this plant, I suppose. How do you misremember a literal giant beastie that spews poison? Not that I'm, like, mad at you or anything. I'm just, 
a little peeved. Perhaps, Faelith, I have had some sort of traumatic experience in the past year, which has shuffled my memories a little. But this is the correct plant that we were searching for. Indeed. Well, that is good. Faelith, how, how are you feeling? Well, I'm not great, but I'm, you know, I'm alright. I'll live. Um, Kawari will lay a hand on Faelith's shoulder and say, May the light of soul shine upon you. And we'll give you, like, seven hit points? Is that good? Oh, thank you. I don't have to, uh, think soul, do I? <laughs> I'll leave that between you and him. Well, we don't speak. We're not friends. Perhaps one day you will. No. <laughs> Is it personal? <laughs> <laughs> well, while I don't particularly mind passing on to the great beyond, I didn't uh, really want to do it right now, and that all of the soul people are pretty adamant that I should probably die the second you see me. So we don't have the best relationship. Well, surely not all of the soul people. Most Quarry of them, yeah. smiles a little bit. Well, except you, but you're special. <laughs> Thank you, Faileth. Perhaps Soul has put you me on You only tried your... to kill me that one time. Well. But that was before you knew who I was, so I forgive you. Perhaps Soul has put me on your path to show you that we're not all so bad. Probably not, but it's alright. <laughs> I like it anyway. Um, Quarry would then go over to Yovan and say, You did very good work. I'm certain that we are on the path that Soul has set for us, and uh, we'll give you seven hit points as well. Oh, bless. Well, not bless, I cure wounds, but thank you. Um, <laughs> Lay on hands. That's the ticket. Uh, Jovan will wheeze out a thanks. And uh, stand a little bit straighter than he was before. And continue washing himself off. Quarry has one hit point left from their lay on hand, so they're just gonna go ahead and give that to themselves. <laughs> oh, you guys seem to have taken a pretty serious thrashing. Melian stands up. Wait, wait. Melian has to wander around the battlefield finding all the things he cast off in that fight. So there's like <laughs> a long sword and a shield and a, a axe he threw. <laughs> Good idea. Also, he's covered in like burns from where the pollen balls bur burrowed into his skin and his nose is bleeding and he just keeps wiping that blood away and then fl like flinging it at the ground Maddie, I apologize I, hurt. Like I should have given you some of the hit points I had yeah, I know I, I am fine a good night's rest will take care of me hmm. you say that but then sometimes you're very hurt but you don't tell me um, and I'm going to come and cast uh, Cure Wounds on him. I mean, seriously, I was only at 26 of 43. So while I was at half my hit points, I still have more hit points than you when you're full up. I have 27, thank you very much. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, so you get uh, 10 hit points back. Ooh. And I have one spell left, so we better not fight anything else. I would not mind arrest myself. So, Melian, as you are traveling around the 
uh, area, mm -hmm. uh, you can find the various weapons that you threw. Oh, thank you. Uh, and you do find the uh, half of the half-eaten corpse. Oh, good, yeah. I, I want his boots. I assume that he's not covered in poison. Uh, no, he is not covered in poison. Uh, so, in fact, I'm actually going to shuck my poison-covered pants and steal his pants and shuck my, my poison-covered boots and steal his boots. I mean, not steal them. Technically, I'm scavenging them, I guess. Nice. Uh, you find seven silver nice. in the toe of his boots uh, because he apparently only had his big toe on his left foot. Oh, that's terrifying. And in the pant pocket, you do find something. Ooh. Are you just going to, like, toss it out uh, as you just, like, search through and then just, like, toss it to the side and it gets lost and no one will ever know? No, of course not. No, I... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Listen, I, I might need to pretend to be this guy later. I'll only be able to pretend to be him from the waist down, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That Actually, that would be great. That would be great. Exactly like somebody that I know. I think what would be great is if instead of pretending to be just the bottom half of that guy, I just pretend to be legs and like I just lay on the ground and then turn into just a pair of legs. Uh, and who knows? I might need that at some point. So I need to know all I can about this guy. Uh, so you find this uh, long scrap of paper. Uh, on one side is a drawing, and on the other side appears to be a, a verse of poetry? Melian will look at the one side, then flip it over and look at the other, and be like, Paladin, I have found something. Ah, Cory will go over and take a look at it. And I just hand the, uh, the scrap of paper to them. I take a look. And... Hmm... It's a little, little hard to make out. One, one side has a strange... Jovan, what do you make of this? Uh, it's difficult. I'm not recognizing. If those are supposed to be landmarks, they're... Well, before I say that, uh, cast, do I recognize any of those as possible landmarks? Not as any landmarks you know, but no. definitely sort of look like they could be landmarks of some kind. Looks like two pillars maybe with writing on them and then some kind of a platform with a, a circle with runes. Is that a clock? Yes. Uh, it looks I like it. One, two, three, four. Clock. A style of some kind, perhaps. Yes, and then next to it is a tree with a mm. branch that looks like it's a mouth that's shouting. Or some can, possibly can, glowing. Can or right. Oh, yes. Shining light somewhere. Uh, then some squiggly lines. Maybe a, a river? That was my thought as well. And then two stones, one taller than the other. The taller one has a strange swirling symbol on it. Some kind of spiral. Do the words um, shed any light on this, Jovan? No, just more questions. With high king's misplaced trust begin, march unto the storm song. And there's a, I don't know if that's an intentional underline under storm song and an extended break after. Brat, uh, then retrace the hearth's embrace and mark the middle of a two-faced breath. I 
missing bits here. Difficult to read. And mark the middle two two-faced rats. I... Melian. Take a look at this. Uh, can, you, can you make it look better than I can? I marked the difference. The difference is crossed out in the middle. Perhaps they are solving some sort of miner mineral. Goodness gracious. <laughs> riddle. Perhaps they are solving a <laughs> riddle. Perhaps that blank was uh, a, a word they did not know and they've filled it in. It strikes me, the paper looks quite ornate. If you look at the borders around the edges, and yet it was just screwed on. It's so true. It's like the... Like, perhaps the original has been worn away. The, the ornate border remains. And this is scrawled over top. I wonder, perhaps this person picked this up in their travels and has repurposed it. There's ways that you can pull faded ink back to the surface. I'd like to maybe spend a bit of time with this. It may be worth trying. Mm -hmm. Cass, does Kawari know anything about two-faced wraiths? Give me a general religion check. It is clearly instructions for the drawing. Uh, my it religion... might not be face. That could be two. That's a seventeen. And I'll take religion checks from anyone who wants, who's taken a look at. Yeah. Uh, also seventeen. Uh, you know what? Heck, I have a single trick point left. Let's. Hey, and that's a four on that. Uh, 21. A modified 10. Uh, Phelous got 15. Okay. Um, Melian, I'll start with 10. Um, looking at the uh, swirl on the stone, mm -hmm. you get a feeling that in your travel you've seen stones like that before. Mm -hmm. Where they've been carved, usually by... And they've been carved in sort of swirls and circles. And they're usually, like, along roads or uh, places that used to be traveled regularly. Right. But aren't necessarily anymore. Now, next up to uh, 15. Faileth, you remember also about stones, like, seeing some stones like that. Everyone remembers seeing stones like that. Let's go with that. But for religion, there's a couple of words in here that stand out to you. Mm -hmm. And in, as possibly being related, uh, High Kings, Storm's Song, Hearth, and Two-Face. Two-Face is another name for the uh, Green King. For the Lord who, in spring and summer, bears the face of kindness, of growth. And who becomes a horrific, horrifying wraith in autumn and winter, bringing decay. Only to be reborn again. 
quarry. Looking at it, Storm's Song? You know there's a festival called Storm Song. Oh. It's dedicated to the storm god Hadoom. And Yovan, High King's Misplaced Trust? That's a reference to the goddess Liana, the ex-wife of the High King. Mm. And looking at it, you realize that what you thought said brat of, it actually says beat of. The beat of the storm song. And that line... Indicates it should go in the middle there. Yeah. March into the beat of the storm song. Uh, looking more and more like a treasure map to me. Hmm. Yes, perhaps with some kind of information about timing? No, it doesn't seem unlikely. What do you think of the chances that this has anything to do with the letters that the other bandits carried in their pockets? I don't know. Perhaps we can question them about it. It seems very... I still don't see what this will have to do with turning the council. Well, we have a number of threads. Best we just see how they all tie together. Yes. We are investigating a ritual, after all, and this seems... not unlike the steps of a simple ritual. Hmm. But the landmarks... Nah, the landmarks... Seems more likely that it is some sort of map. My gut tells me that this is something that a, a bandit picked up as a side project, a little personal get-rich-quick. This was his retirement. But we can't dismiss that it might be connected to the larger whole. Yes. Hmm. Certainly worth giving some consideration to. Though, perhaps we should take this plant material back to the the house so that we can yeah <clears throat> he's not getting any more alive while we're out here dying we still got to find the old guy yes yes we do I personally don't think that I'm in any shape to take on a nest of bandits uh, we won't do him any good dead perhaps we could rest learn more from the son and the son's husband and I could tear a troop of bandits apart with my bare hands. But I will respect your judgment. Yes, but Melian, you don't have bare hands right now. You have elf hands. (laughs) That is an excellent point. And even when you go pretty hair, you have cat hands. Uh, Faith, I meant bare as in without weapon or gauntlet. Oh. That makes more sense. You know, it's been a long time since I've had a nice early morning stroll quite as exciting as this one. I think... I think it's starting to grow on me, but... Not too much all at once. Let's go back to the marshes, see that the... Mm-hmm. The boy is well, and I'm with Quarry. I'll rest. The ghosts Perhaps. are tired anyway, so they won't give me any more magic for a while. Hmm. 
Perhaps we can take on these bandits under the cover of night. I wouldn't mind able to try some bread. Again, I will respect the paladin's judgment. Yes, I think it would help our endeavor if we were well rested for what lies ahead. And we can gain more information by questioning these bandits. Perhaps they can tell us how many there are, where exactly we can find the location, uh, traps, things of that nature. If we find enough that um, we might be able to get in without a fight, get what we need, then perhaps we might be able to go earlier. But play it by ear, I suppose. So we return to the house, yeah? I figure, yeah. Um, I mean, if the rest of us want to get washed off so we're not tracking spores back over the orchard. But other than that, yeah. I mean, I don't wear a shirt and I already changed pants and boots, guys. What more do you want from me? <laughs> Fair enough. I think Quarry... Actually, no, never mind. Quarry doesn't have to worry about it. Quarry doesn't have to worry about it at all. Nope. That frivolous wish ain't so frivolous anymore. Right. Someone will have to hold Pip down. <laughs> <laughs> So many baths. Uh, actually, so wait, wait, wait. Did, wait, aren't you wearing? You're wearing like a dress and like and stuff, aren't you? Yep. Uh, Melian will go. Faelith, would you would you like to change clothes? What? Right. Do you have them? Of course. And then Melian will pull out some of the disguise clothes he carries for Faelith because he always has disguise clothes for Faelith, which is which are pretty ratty, but they're not covered in poison spores. And hands them over while she... Oh, yay! It's my old pants! I love those. I made this outfit myself. Uh, he's made some adjustments. How many corpses did you get it off? No, he's made some... <laughs> he... has made some... They were, like, old squirrel pelts t- stitched together with, like, uh, with frog gut. And yeah. No, I... Uh, Melian has made some improvements since then, although they do still look homemade. Uh, they look less like um, someone who... They look a little more like the, the leather's been tanned uh, and uh, and and like actual pieces of leather were stitched together rather than just still um, still furry. Just squirrel. whatever type. bits of animals you could get. Uh, so, Faileth, you get changed and you guys start heading back. As you guys are heading back, can I have a perception check? From everyone? Yeah. I'll take perception checks from everyone. I am going to keep Phaelus old clothes. I'm going to rinse them out. It's easier than trying to make her take a bath. This was my point. <laughs> okay. Uh, 15 on the perception check. Uh, 7, so a 6. <gasps> oh. I don't see anything. <laughs> uh, perception check. I'm sure I don't see anything either. That's a 6. Melian, while you guys are walking back, uh, you notice some more of like the spores that are over by a tree, but they've deflated and died since the main stalk. And where they've deflated and died, you see a corpse that looks partly digest- digested over there as well, as if it was being kept for storage. Oh, well, I go investigate that immediately. Uh, hold here a moment, and then Melian will investigate the other corpse. Well, searching this corpse, uh, you can find a couple more. Uh, you find five more silver on this guy. 
uh, or silver mixed with copper. Uh, you don't find any weapons. Almost all of his clothes has like chunks that have been eaten out of them, except there's a small bag, and in that bag you find the two letters I have just dropped into the chat. As well as a even smaller pouch inside that Ooh. bag. I walk back towards the um, the party, sort of reading these two letters. I go, I have found a, a few more pieces of correspondence if you'd like to hear them. Hmm. These people really yes, I would. each other all the time. Uh, one of them appears to be a set of orders, and the other one appears to be uh, some or a description of this thing that I found. Oh, well, I will get to that in a moment. Uh, here is the orders. Read my orders carefully. I will not tolerate failure again. Bring your boys back to camp and collect this next batch of sporlings. Old Marsh must have too many problems at home to look beyond his precious orchards. Arrive swiftly and ensure you are not followed. If you see any of the druids we kicked out of this highway, be sure to silence them. I will expect your arrival before the child is dark. Signed by Jay. However, this small pouch with powder in it appears to be explained by this other letter, which says... Enclosed, you'll find a small pouch with powder. Don't snuff it. It won't be pretty. The powder is for the spores. Our fearless leader has partnered with one of them, talking to animal types. Freaky bloke unlike any I have ever seen before. Wears decaying animal skins, and his eyes glow blue with a freaky sort of light, and he gives me the creeps. Your new orders are to plant the spores and then follow the instructions below. Pinch the powder between two fingers and swirl the powder in a mimicry of the passage of the sun twice and once backward while speaking some magic words. The magic words are listed here. Be, be wary of using too much. Err on the side of caution, for those too little will delay its effects. The magic will still take hold. Sounds like a bout of hogwash, but Jared says to do it. Probably the J from the other letter. So do it. Brett and Marsh's boys... No, Brett and Moash's boys will deal with the Petra and Mayan orchards. You handle the Hans orchard. Don't fucking fail me, or I'll skin you alive before Jared skins me. Don't fail me, brother. Signed, Ascal. There are multiple sets of brothers among these people, and then Melian will hand the pouch and the two letters off to the p paladin. The glowing blue eyes also sound familiar. Did that sound familiar to anybody else? No. Okay. I mean, not to Melian. It's ringing a bell, but I can't say why. Can I have a intelligence check just from uh, Yovan? I'm going to hey. say that Melian is specifically just not remembering or well, wasn't necessarily. Melian also has an in <laughs> intelligence of eight, so uh, this was not going to go well for an intelligence check. Me too. More for us to bond over. Oh, hey. Uh, 16 plus 3, 19. The description that the Lady Alicia gave you was that when the Lord Buchanan was taken over by that presence, his eyes glowed a piercing blue. Right. That's right. Hmm. I wonder if the person who controls the parents, there's some connection. You figure he's controlling between... this as well? Perhaps it is this druid. We should kill him. 
Uh, the druid might just be another one being controlled. Unimportant. Yes. Either way, we will either remove a tool from our uh, enemy's tool belt, or... Depending how long he's been controlled, he might be able to lead us right back to the person who's doing the controlling. Druids are a tricksy sort. I am unwilling to risk it. He could no. be a valuable source of information, and if he is acting against his will, I'm not certain about killing him. I'm torn. Uh, I've had few experiences with druids, and it sounds like Melian's had uh, a couple, enough to form an opinion. Um, <laughs> a druid helped me catch a one. He was very cross with me when I killed it. Cass, do I have a druid in my backstory? Uh, lovers. Right. Um, I wouldn't say they're all bad. In fact, I've known some very good ones. The way they assume animal forms is un... it's not right. Yovin's gonna, gonna pause that one. Um... I didn't know just a spiritual animal thing, Melian. Well, adopting the spirit of an animal is one thing. Taking its shape while retaining your spirit is a whole other. But you turn into a giant cat. That is not a real animal. It is some sort of representation of a cat-human hybrid, I suspect. Real. It is oh, not like turning into a bear. And that's how you get your beer balls! <laughs> I'm a little leery to murder someone we don't know over um, a bit of philosophy like that. But that the bandits have outlined their participation in this plot. They are the we have good reason to believe. partner to <laughs> good the leader. reason to believe he's being controlled. Unless the glowing eyes are a symptom of him controlling others. You have no evidence to prove that isn't the way, and I would assert it is. I would assert it is? Because the eyes glow? <laughs> oh, man. I thought, I thought uh... you were questioning my use of the word I, and I was like, uh... I also no? thought that. I was like, was he meant to say Melian? <laughs> no, no. Uh, I mean, uh, I get the joke now. So... I just want you to know why I was so confused. I was like, was I not supposed to say I? I don't understand how else to structure this sentence. <laughs> I really hope that the fact that it took all of us so long. <laughs> there will just be a moment of silence like... in the... Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Good. Good work. Good work, guys. Uh, and right. with but that, was... uh, this conversation—I'm going to say—this conversation is happening as you head back to the cidery, the main building. Yep. Yeah, there's a dude dying in there. We aren't, we aren't chilling around. Uh, I was, was going to say, I'll... all right. Uh, there's a fair chance he's the one doing the controlling. If we murder him before we know, then we don't know if we've solved the problem or not. Or at least, we should know if he's a victim or uh, the cause before we cut him down so that we don't either end up chasing somebody who no longer exists or washing our hands of a problem that's much still going. I want more information before we murder some man we've never met. Yes, we do seem to be lacking information constantly regardless of how much we seem to accumulate as we go along. 
Which is why I say, forget the information gathering. Just murder everything. In the end, we will find the one who is... With Melian's... <laughs> With Melian's sentiment of that, you guys have arrived at the side door that you left out of in the first place, and you're able to get inside, and you're, you're now inside the cidery. Oh, I suppose now I must show them how to prepare the stamen so that they may be used in lieu of the loose nephala. I trust you. Cool. Do I remember Nothing. how to do that? <laughs> you don't really, but you're sort of like, I need hot water. And then you, you go to the kitchen and you... you you start up a fire and you get a kettle going and you you, you scrape them and you, you clean them off a bit uh, and then you cut the like actual like pollen head and then you sort of begin peeling it away until you get to a very thin uh, stalk in the center of the stamen and you take that and you pulp it and crush it up and mix that into some hot water uh, as it and it starts to come uh, and it begins to steep and then you remember that uh, either if it's like it if there is a clear like the if the infection has like a clear source that it's coming from that you can see that's open to the surface then you should soak some bandages in it and lay that on them and then get them to get the individual to also drink it but if there if there's no wound anymore say someone healed it <laughs> over right uh, they just need they should just drink it Excellent. and based off of the three the three stamens that you have you think you have enough that he should be able to be able to take it like daily from one one single stamen because of how big it is mm -hmm. for about a week. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so you have the other two sort of just off to the side for your use at another time if you need it or to give to them. Um, for the record, while Melian was doing all of this preparation, Quarry would have gone upstairs to be like, "We're back. We got the thing we needed." It's not bandits that you hear downstairs. It's okay. They're very... Uh, Merrick had drawn a... Uh, had, like, a knife that he'd gotten while the bandits... While, while you were out. And he was standing there as if he was going to jump at the door and attack. Yeah. He doesn't look that useful with a knife, but... And you're able to get some fluid into... In, into Benjamin. I instruct him as to the, its preparation, and then I give him uh, all the... I, don't, I mean, I don't want it. The leftover pieces yeah. that are... to use it. Yeah. I'm like, this should last you a week. It. Here's how to use the rest of it. Uh, if it doesn't clear by, you know, such and such a date, uh, I'm sorry that he's just gonna die. Like, there's nothing you can do. But... Or bring another healer in. I it don't will. Know. <laughs> yeah. But it should clear by then. Yeah. You at least should be able to get in touch with someone in the city. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're not held captive by bandits anymore, so that's good. So we will close off here. 
you guys have delivered the life-saving uh, concoction to uh, Benjamin, uh, and hopefully he will survive. And uh, with that, we'll pick up next session. Uh, but please, between now and next session, level up. Ooh. And uh, though, of course, you can't access spells and such until level until you have a long rest. Mm-hmm. But I assume that you're going to have a long rest. I am definitely going to need one. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay. You are all level four now. Thank you for listening to Roll With Adventure, where we bring you this story from our imagination to your ears. If you liked what you heard, please rate us on Apple Podcast and visit us at www.rollwithadventure.com. Our intro and outro music is Brave by Arcane Anthems. Thanks for the components of this episode's soundscapes. Go to zapsplat.com, Arcane Anthems, and Purple Planet Music. Full credits are in the episode description. We hope you've enjoyed listening. Bye! Between your introduction and Allie's? Allie started her introduction, and by the time it got to me, I had forgotten what I was going to say. I had a whole thing. What was I going to say? I really feel this, because I went to do my <laughs> introduction and was like, wait, I don't remember at all how these introduction goes. Oh, how these introductions go. Oh my god, I can't even talk. This is going to be such a good night. I can't even remember it. Jeez. Sorry, guys. Give me a sec. <laughs> no worries. I could redo my introduction so it sounds less <laughs> stupid. Unacceptable. Oh, yours is good. Um, I have no idea what it was going to be. I'm going to make up something else. Uh, Faileth once spent an entire summer wearing nothing but... Nope, that's bad. <laughs> that's not good. That's not paperwork. <laughs> well, son of a biscuit. What was I going to say? It's moments like these that I appreciate the magic of uh, audio editing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I I always have a good one, but I can't think of it. Okay, wait, hold on. I'm creative. I can come up with something. Do you want to say, like, maybe something about, like, the first time you ever used your magic? Who was the first ghost you ever spoke to? I mean, that was your mom. Talk about your favorite soda. Actually, tell us what your teenager name would be. Your least favorite soda and then your favorite soda. <laughs> no, that's not even true. Uh. Um. Okay. Phyllis. No, I can do this. Yeah, that's not a euphemism for anything, is it? I'm not gonna just out and murder some people. It's actually a poison. Uh, Melian would have to tell you that. <laughs> I, I assume I assume that we would have just said they'll kill you right outright if it was 
Sweet Dreamless Sleep is like it's like a sleep supplement. It's like melatonin. All right, all right. Don't give it to any spiders. <laughs> There's a reference that just went over my head. I can hear it whooshing. Me too. You too. Uh, sometimes no. it'll bite the big bad and kill her immediately. Oh, you won't get to bite her later. Uh, Except as a gilded devil. Yep, referencing a different campaign. <laughs> oh, Sorry, David. I will, t- I will tell you that story at some point, David, because it is very good. But it's not, right. so not right now. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Oh, uh, sorry. I uh, pulled up my um, my character sheet, but it's not the ad-free version. 